Welcome, fellow acolytes. I am your very aggressive Sith Lord. Whoa. Why so Get much smashed. testosterone? Get smashed. I want to go to war. <laughs> I'm already qualified. Uh, with me today always is... <laughs> you, you can say, and with me as always is... That, that sounds condescending. I don't like it. Nope. With me as always. That doesn't sound condescending. Nope, that sounds perfect. Perfecto. Do you just have like a condescending mind? I think I hit. I think I hit a nerve. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? Are, well, I'm Kaylee. Is that it? Okay. Well, this is a Star Wars podcast where we talk about all the Star Wars chronologically until we die. We break everything down on the uh, atomic level. So, um, strap in. Good luck. Uh, we're gonna guide you to Exegol or something. Uh, before I get started, Hollows, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WayfinderPad. You can follow me on Twitter at Jamalunwanga. You can follow Kaylee over at uh, on Twitter yeah. at, at Darth Lady Shot. Why do you sound like the assistant principal from South Park? That's Mr. Mikey. That's oh, not, there you go. There it is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if you want to leave a donation, you can do that. If you want to buy shirts, we got plenty of shirts. You can do that. We made 12 sales this month. Woo! Um, going up in the world. Garrick was probably 10 of those. Uh, no doubt. I know for a fact Garrick was 10 of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whatever works, right? You know, he's, he's getting people... Um, at his local comic shop, like, hey, what's that? When he wears a Wayfinder pod shirt. So, you know, whatever works. Yeah, I mean, you're funding our Etsy operation because whatever goes from Teespring goes to Etsy. So that's basically what you're doing. doing. Thanks, bud. Yeah, thank you. Um, why Not Stuff designed our logo. Go buy some of his stuff. And Augusto Denise did our uh, introduction Intro. music. So go to Fiverr and check him out. So today, welcome to the High Republic. I didn't know where I was for a second. Centuries before the rise of the Empire, prosperity, pioneering, and adventure marked the era of the High Republic. Chapter 18. Notice something right off the bat? There is not uh, a location telling you where... Nor is there a countdown. There is not a countdown. And we do not have a definitive um, person for point of view. This is quite literally completely third-person omniscient. This is in a vacuum. Oh, my God. Because space. (laughs) Wow. I'm funny. funny. You married a comedian. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't even know how to go from there. Up. <laughs> Ew. Okay. So it starts off with it was not. That's my job. Over. Well, I. This chapter starts off it's with. It's a job that even a woman could was do. Not over. Sorry, that sounded really condescending. I'm just going to pay you a dollar less. Anyway, continue. <laughs> it's not even an accurate. We're not getting into it. <sighs> In the I ab- make the same amount of money as my male counterparts. In the school system. In the Abdallah system. Where is Abdallah? I don't know. Let's find out. We're all, we're doing this in real time. I mean, Ty is. 
You, no, we're all doing slacking. this. No, mine's... We're all doing... Abdallah's is in the outer room. Oh, really? Yep. Is there anything noti- notable about the Abdallah system? Um, probably. Would you like me to look as well? Uh, it's swampy. The main... It had is. a lot of... It has uh, numerous corporations. It's corrupt. Yes. Ineffective government. Oh, is it? Yeah, because the corruptions and uh, government work together. Has a lot of poor workers there. There's not a whole lot about the Abdallahs. First so. emergence. Huh? It, this is... Never mind. Yep. Yeah, I'm not That's gonna. It. I'm not gonna click on the first emergence hyperlink because I'm, I'm. I will. No, don't don't say anything about it. I'm not. Because I have speculations. I have not read past this chapter, and let me tell you, I got some notes. On one word. On one word. So basically, uh, yeah, third person omniscient. What's happening is. It kind of sets the stage for it was not over because in the last chapter, since Kaylee's not doing the uh, flashback. Oh, well, we didn't have a particular person. So, I mean, I'll do a flashback. Well, I meant like in general, just. Okay, yeah, I got a flashback. So, in the last chapter, we had a whole bunch of Jedi who came together to move the liquid Tabana um, out of the range of the R-Class star, which was the biggest star in the Hetzal system. Uh, A lot of Jedi died, and they finally thought everything was over. They thought that all of the anomalies had been taken care of, and there was no um, sudden doom for the Hetzal system, which that is an accurate statement for the Hetzal system. Yep. Um. Slide of hand, baby. Slide of hand. So going into the Abdallah system, what happens in this chapter, or we find out that happens, I is... thought I was the synopsis guy. I thought you were the flashback gal, and I'm the Why synopsis guy. Why can't we just guy? bounce off one another? It just it just flowed with my, with my words. Do you want to break this up? No, I was waiting on it, but you can just go ahead and do <laughs> no. it. No. Go ahead and do no, it. No, you go. I don't want to do it. Yeah, you do. 20 million people die. Oh, good lord. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I will do this do since it. you're being Do it. Extra. Do it. Okay, so. Anyway. I'm waiting. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, so what happens? Continue. I'm going to throw this water bottle <laughs> right at your face. Uh, are you going to do it or are you going to let me do it? I thought you were going to do I'm it. I'm trying. Well, you're not trying <laughs> Okay, so further along the same hyperspace line that the Legacy Run had been traveling when it met its end um, was the Abdallah system. And seven fragments from the Legacy Run um, emerged from hyperspace, but it was just past the transfer point. Um, So my understanding of this is that they wouldn't have had any idea. I mean, not any idea, but like... It wouldn't have been abnormal for these things to be coming out of hyperspace at this point. Is that correct? Or am I just fishing? What? The- I'm confused. Okay. Second paragraph. It's- okay. It's literally one sentence. It says seven fragments of that ship emerged from hyperspace just past. You said the- first paragraph on I page 114. Second, second paragraph? On page 114. Yeah. 
Okay, specify that. Yeah. Seven fragments of uh-huh. that ship emerged from hyperspace just past the transfer point. Are you confused at how paragraphs work? No, I'm looking at the paragraphs. You said it's one sentence. Yes, the second paragraph is one sentence. Paragraph one is four words, one sentence. No, the, the, the first paragraph is six of them hit nothing. Second paragraph is the seventh hit a glancing blow. Oh, I'm on 113. I'm literally right under I asked chapter. you if it was 114. I just assumed because there's Holy no page number. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to dig my own grave. You said... Uh, get to digging. <laughs> I'll make you do it. You just said you're going to dig your own. Yeah, well, I, I want to watch you struggle. I ain't um, digging no hole. So, in the Abdallah system, that's what you're saying? Yes, paragraph two. Okay, in the Abdallah system, farther along the same hyperlane, the legacy run had been traveling when it, when it met its end. Seven fragments of that ship emerged from hyperspace just past the transfer point. Okay, okay. what is your contention? So, <laughs> five minutes later. Well, if you just shush and give me the right directions. Is this a car Did situation? Did I strike a nerve? Is this a car situation? What car? You, when you get frustrated with me when I'm trying to tell you directions in the car? Yeah. Okay, just past the transfer point. So it's my understanding if these ships are emerging from hyperspace just past the transfer point, even if they, you know, would have had a chance to um, stop these things, it came out in a normal part of hyperspace, right? A hyperspace lane? Yes. Wait, what? Emerging from hyperspace. Yeah. Just past the transfer point. Okay. Is that a typical spot? I don't even know what the transfer point is. What's the transfer point? I don't know. Have we defined the transfer point? Oh, my God. Are are you asking me to define the transfer point? Let's define the word the. My understanding of transfer point and the way I take it without looking it up and all that fun jazz. Uh, you can look it up. That's fine and dandy. I'm just saying my interpretation is a transfer point is the point of transfer between a hyperspace lane and a non-hyperspace lane. So, I mean, obviously a transfer point means something in which you are transferring, but that, I mean, that's well, like asking what the definition of oxygen is. Well, that's why I'm just thinking based on the sentence. It says seven fragments of the ship emerge from hyperspace just past the transfer point. I. So transfer point would be going from one system to another, which means going from hyperspace system to just the system itself. Okay, but that still makes very little sense to me. Like in terms of writing, because the way it's like classified, it's like seven fragments of that ship emerge from hyperspace. So it emerges into a new system just past the transfer point. Okay, what does that mean? You don't like just past the transfer point to me is redundant if you say it emerged. So I'm confused. That that's all I'm saying. I mean, it just happened it has to mean something specific. I'm, in I'm Star going Wars. to ignore past the transfer point. So what is your question? Did it emerge from hyperspace? Did it emerge from hyperspace at the appropriate point in the system that typical ships emerge? Is that why no one really noticed anything? Mm, I think it was because it was traveling at light speed or just below light speed. 
Uh, here's a, the paragraph, a couple below it. it. said the fragments were moving at just below light speed, but all were unpowered, electronically inert, and well inside the normal transfer point from hyperspace where vessels could arrive in the system. Why... Why didn't you have me read this paragraph instead of the first one? I forgot about this paragraph. Jesus Christ. I'm going to dig two graves so I can cut myself in half and put both of my parts in there. Um, Well inside the normal transfer point from the hyperspace where vessels could arrive in the system. There's your definition. My definition, the one that I've been looking for, the one you've been stressing me out about. Um, The sensors arrays and the early... recording? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. The uh, sensor arrays and the early warning systems did not pick up the anomalies until it was far too late. There we go. And even if they had, there was no Republic cruiser full of Jedi nearby to save the day. So my brain was just far ahead of yours. (laughs) Yeah, because I read this and then you're like, I want to be super specific with uh, this rhetoric that's defined. Clearly, well, when defined. I was reading it, like it was defined for me in those five words. So, I mean, what it concludes with uh, concludes six of these fragments hit nothing, one destroy an entire planet. So, did it actually destroy the entire planet? I thought it just destroyed well, it says, the city. Well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, destroyed uh, the city. Um. Uh, it said, and I quote, the seven, and by me reading this paragraph, I will have basically read the entire chapter. <laughs> the seventh hit uh, a glancing blow on the most densely populated world of the system, a swampy wasteland interrupted only by city-sized factories, slums inhabited by the workers who operated those factories, and here and there the towers inhibited and uh, in, uh, inhabited by those who profited from both. The fragment was vaporized in the impact, but the concussion flattened one of those cities and the slums and the towers. 20 million people died. This was the first emergence now. Carry on. Okay, so emergence. First of all, I was like, hmm, that's not a very like extraordinary word, except for the fact that it is capitalized, and I blipped out. I was like, what does this word mean? It has to have multiple meanings. My meat. English teacher is um, It is a proper noun, sir. Okay, it is capitalized. It is a proper noun. It's no, not a common need noun. A, no, I need a British falcon here reading it since it's proper. Yeah, it's proper. Okay, so naturally, I went and got a whole bunch of definitions. Now. I'm going to read these definitions, this and you is can bounce the, off. This is the episode of having to define things that don't need to be defined. It does need to be but defined. But let's continue. I want. I want to. I'm going to say that, but I'm saying that I'm looking for forward to a very thoughtful discussion. Okay. About definitions that we tried to have a couple episodes ago, <laughs> where you shut me down. Anyway, continue. You're such a turd today. Okay, so ew, ew. Please stop. Anyway, emergence. Can you not? Oh my god. Oh my god, Andrew. Come on. Okay, I'm trying to get back to my original thing okay so coming from oxford oxford dictionary okay the first is you know the basic thing you find when you are on google and there's two definitions here it says one is the process of coming into view or becoming exposed after being concealed so mm, okay obviously something is being concealed here ah and well 
obviously. Like, we don't know what it is. It's being introduced here. And it's a capital letter. Well, it's, it's an event or something. Well, okay, yes. Your no con- spoilers. Your definition of conceal when it comes to that definition isn't uh, appropriate. When it means concealed, it means that, hey, you don't see it, now you do. Okay, so that's just quite literally coming into view. Yes, yes. Literally uh, self-defining. Uh, any, uh, what are the um, other ones? Um, I'm not being facetious. I'm curious. Well, I'm, I'm about to tell you. Well, I know. I'm not. I'm oh, just, okay. I thought it's. I specified. thought you were getting your phone and I was about to be. No, I was moving my phone. Yes. I, I don't want to listen to your shit. <laughs> Rude. Okay. Uh, the second one on the Oxford Dictionary, it says the process of coming into being or of becoming important or prominent. So. Yes. Yes. I yes. Mean, it's a proper noun. It's about to become. Well, important. that and it specifies that this is the first emergence. Right. Yes. So, okay. Now, if you break the word down and you go to the origin, it comes from Emer. The, it comes from the Latin word. I'm gonna butcher this. Emergery. 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 Anyway. Emergery. Um, and in Latin, that means bring to light. Yep. So things coming out of the darkness, maybe. Uh huh. It, oh, sweet beans. Okay. What? I, that's just my. I'm just nodding. Oh, you're. Okay. No, like when you, you read like, that. Yes. When you read that definition, my first thought was ambulance signs. <laughs> but what? yes, but yes. emergency. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. yeah, I mean, I could see that with who we're about to be introduced to after this, and you have no idea who the Nihil are. No, like, I just know that they whatsoever. are the antagonists of the book. I recommend as soon as we're done recording this episode, you read that and let me know how you feel about your int- well, I plan introduction. I'm going for a walk, but oh, okay, okay, maybe you can come with me and we can listen to audiobooks. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, um, and then if you look at the word emergence in, now bear with me, I know you hate this. I know you hate this um, subsection okay. of quote science. Quote uh, science. Yeah, you, you literally hate it. Sociology. Soci- okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like I need to devon, like define as it, like studying economics. Economics and sociology contradict and the departments tend to butt heads naturally because sociology throws economics out the window economics can't throw itself out the window like economics i feel like can work with sociology i don't feel like hardcore sociology can work with economics but you know dependent anyway the sociology tends to define things extremely weird and personal so Okay, so emergence in sociology refers to the existence or formation of collective behaviors. I could see that. I could see that. I could see all these definitions applying. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I can't talk unless, like, I you know, and it's frustrating because, like, I want to know. So I mean, like, you can book in the Obviously, the Nihil, if you're looking at it in terms of sociology, and I know literally nothing about them. Nope. Um, and, you know, the the second part of this definition, uh, 
I feel like really would explain it. And it says, what parts of a system do together that they would not do alone? Okay, so it says, what parts of a system do together that they would not do alone? So, Is this part of the emergence definition? Or? For sociology, yes. Okay. So to me, that would be like, these people within this group wouldn't necessarily do it by themselves. But since they are band together, I'm assuming in a um, collective, when a group comes, oh, cause, for a collective cause. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you like my charades there? <laughs> like, first off, I have to say that I'm impressed that looking up this word led to so many different things because all these can be applicable to the Nihil. Now, let me ponder and think about it real fast. So soft, uh, soft, servient, like, definition of the Nihil is they are... How best to explain it? They are Mad Max in space. That's terrifying. So so if you think, um, like, think about Fury Road, because that's the only Mad Max you've seen. Um, when the followers are, like, screaming, like, worship me, or witness, not worship me, witness me, and okay. they're, they're spraying the stuff in their mouth. Yeah. That's kind of the night hill. Are they brainwashed psychopaths? No, think about Hondo, but extremely extreme and not friendly. Um, and Mad Max. They're pirates. They're basically um, Mad Max pirates who follow an individual. Yeah. So what my brain went to was um, Even in Pirates the, of the Caribbean no. and the people on Davy Jones's ship. Oh, that would be, yeah. Well, no. They're more extreme than that. Yikes. Yeah, they're they're extremely, they're very extreme. Um, and even when you listen to the audiobook, like when the Nihil go into battle, they play music just like, like Mad Max Fury Road. Now, what you are describing goes into my final um, definition, I think. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, I found this on Britannica.com. Britannica, Britannica. Um, And it says, Emergence in evolutionary theory, the rise of a system that cannot be predicted or explained from antecedent conditions. From antecedent. Yeah, antecedent. Okay. Um, Which is a preceding circumstance, event, object. Yeah. Emergence in evolutionary theory is the rise of a system that cannot be predicted or explained from antecedent conditions. Antecedent being preceding uh, or prior. So, obviously, yes, in the sense that we have never seen a villain of this nature in Star Wars. That and uh, the emergence and uh, the hyper... Uh, space disaster are going to be investigated thoroughly. So, but yes. Interesting. But so why so, would space so pirates be interested in all this? You don't do what? Why would space pirates be interested in all of this? That's a very good question. I don't know because I know nothing about this era really. But I have a question about the Night Hill, and okay. don't go into like detail. Okay. Are their actions predictable? No. So, oh, okay. 
No, because one of the things they, um, the content creators in the High Republic, one of the things they wanted to coin or like really lock down was what are the Jedi afraid of? And of course, the Dren gear, the Dren gear will come in later in two books when we get there, or actually the High Republic comics before we get into Into the Dark because. Of the way it falls chronologically? Well, yeah, some of the issues. We'll be doing release order because. I don't want to do all of the High Republic comics because there are stories about the Dringear there, but Into the Dark shows how, why the Dringear have appeared. Okay. But the Nihil are so unpredictable and crazy that a lot of people fear the Nihil because they're people that just don't care if you die or not. So are they like one massive collective group, really? Yes. Okay. Who follow a single th- thing. Person. Or a person. Idea. Symbol. Yeah. Thing? Not really thing. Just like a symbol. Okay. And what the symbol represents. So really all of these definitions go into really defining what we're about to see in the Nihil and the hyperspace, everything. Yeah. Very... I, I really like... Um, this word that he uh charles soul decided to use this word as um i guess the the the, as the, the book note well, the as book the, end. well as the name of this um i guess events to come yeah so obviously it's going to be something that is well known throughout you know, the history of Star Wars, probably, you know, after this. That's just my... If it's the first, you know, quote, emergence, that's an actual, like, proper noun. I don't know what it is, so, like, I don't know how else to define it. Well, my my assumption is that the emergence is defined as a anomaly that broke through and caused damage. Okay. Um, it's been a while since I've listened to the entire book. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I will tell you from this point on, I, I don't remember the book at all because I listened to the audiobook in January. I've never physically read it. So, Alrighty then. Book club? Yep. Head on over to our book club. Book club, book club. The Sacred Jedi Tech. The Sacred Jedi Tech. Read them, have you? Page turners. They were not. So we have two entries for our book club this week. Yeah, rock'em, sock'em, robots. The first comes from um, another podcast, uh, Vader Thoughts. At Vader Thinks on Twitter. Yes, at Vader Thinks. Um, And he said, this was a short chapter, but the end is a gut punch. 20 million people died, and it was only stated in one sentence. It's very effective, if I'm honest. Because the statement was short and quick, not drawn out, just like the emergence that killed them. The victims died quickly and unexpectedly, which is reflected in the way it is written. Yep. I mean, uh, th- I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, because everything that uh, Vader thoughts said is correct. Another thing that we can have a conversation about later on when the chapters unfold is the fact that the Jedi saved Hetzel. Yeah, but they, they could not save these people who live in the Outer Rim. And the Republic is trying to bring the Outer Rim into 
Oh, I didn't even think about that. So, so it, it goes back a couple chapters. I said that they were using um, Charles Soule was using imagery to juxtapose how people on the planet saw the Jedi and how the Jedi were trying to do their jobs and save as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it just doesn't work out. And for the Jedi, it's like, that's the will of the Force. But for these people, it's not. It's very... They don't understand. It's very personal. Yeah, it's real life. So when Avar Chris is like floating there meditating and doing something um, angelic or almost uh, omnipotent, uh, people on the city in Abdalus, even though, of course, they were in a city of corrupt individuals i mean they're they're dead well and you know i i like in the sense you know that it's um kind of a cliche type ordeal that the system that was saved is the one that is blooming with life and with people and provides for the galaxy and abdallah does in a sense of you know the fact that there's you know, factories and whatnot, but it's a very corrupt, it's a very dark, evil place. Very rotten. Yes. And withering. So, I mean, yeah, so uh, in that case, we could go a little bit further and say that it was province that... Uh, that Hetzel was saved. Yeah. By these messianic figures. Yep. <sighs> Deep. Okay, and then our um, second entry comes from at that guy Garrick. Um, and he said, Vader thinks, nailed it. That ending is heartbreaking. It is. I mean, uh, it, it's all going to, I think what makes, what's going to separate the High Republic from the prequel trilogy is perspective and perception and how the people in the Outer Rim are going to see the Republic because we know that the Outer Rim does not change. In um, 200 years. Going forward. So um, that's going to be the most incredible thing. And you know, people see these Jedi as uh, messianic figures, and as the years go on, they go from being looked at as messianic figures to not even existing in any history book ever. Well, and so before they get to the point of, you know, not even really existing in history, what I really think of is, God, I hate this arc in the Clone Wars, the Martez sisters. Okay. And how to them, the Jedi weren't, you know, these all glorious, you know, messianic figures like like we've been yeah. saying. They're, I mean, because when, what happened to them was the fact that um, there was some kind of crash ship and they lived like right on one of like the tunnels going down yeah. and it killed their parents. And all a Jedi said was, May the force be with you. Yeah, like, peace out. Yeah. They didn't help them in any manner. They weren't there to save their parents. So, to them, they're just, like, these people from the top of the planet, from the, um, how do they call it? What do they call people on Coruscant, on the high? Oh, um, I'm having a brain fart. I don't know. But, you know, the people high up there, like, yeah. you, you're, you, you exist, yes, but I... You do nothing for me. Yeah, not only that, you see as the war like drags on and carries on that people start to believe that the Jedi have lost their way and lost their principle and that they're becoming the ones who started and not only started this war but are like further becoming war criminals. Right. And so in the public eye, the Jedi, since they're fighting the war, 
they're the ones to blame. Um, so you go from this messianic figure to like a, literally a fall of man, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of like if you look at it, if you were, if you were um, doing the uh, Lady Liberty pose, like you would see. Well, and then they turn into basically these legends of you yep. know, yeah, they Myth were these cool, these these cool people, but to us, they're they're myths, just like you know. Um, like Greek mythology or Norse mythology, anything like that. Like it may have been very real to the people way back then, but like to us, we're like, that's a joke. Well, it, it also it makes me think of religion a lot because, of course, the Jedi follow a religion. You you see like the events of the Bible take place like in the Quite mind, literally. like like you see these uh um, again messianic figures. You see the real life, if you want to call them that, circumstances that happen. And you see that the Jedi, or in this, the religion becomes so much of myth that it mm-hmm. is like an actual religion now because this this historical text has been like shrung along these hundreds of years to That's where crazy. like real life events become myth and fables and religion. You know, and it, it's it's really crazy to think because you know when I was growing up, the way I grew up. You know, everybody in the little town went to church. And if you didn't go to church, then, you know, you were going to hell type thing. Yep. And now I saw, you know, you know, you can say TikTok all you want. But I saw this on TikTok and I looked it up. And it's like 65% of millennials in general do not believe in any kind of religion. They yeah. think it's a load of crap. And... That compared to the way I grew up and me being a little millennial, granted, I'm like right there on the edge. Yeah. But that that's just mind blowing. And that's the same thing necessarily or technically that it happens in Star Wars. Well, and I feel like I feel like Star Wars has like always been a strong juxtaposition to like religion in our modern eyes. Like we can we can relate and understand the characters like Qui-Gon and or Anakin or find the lack of substance in Anakin and relate more so to Qui-Gon because a lot of us were raised in like, well, some of us were raised in the Southern Bell households where if Qui-Gon's like, hey, screw the Jedi Council, you know, they're, sometimes their intents are good. However, um, their rules or their laws are too like closed-minded and too strict. Mm-hmm. Like they, they need to broaden their horizon and interpretations. Um, because the, it's always open for interpretation. So we can understand where Qui-Gon's coming from because we've understood that perspective. And on top of that, we can understand how Anakin became what he became because uh, there's a religion, a religious aspect that asks you almost to devote yourself to the religion so much you lose track of what it means to be a human. So you've, we've all seen these viral videos of like Karen's coming up to people like, "Hey, do you do you have this person in your heart?" I'm not going to explicitly say it because you're a teacher. Um, Appreciate it. Do you have this uh, person in your heart? Because if you don't have this person in your heart, you're going to hell. You know, and 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 in that aspect, it's almost like a sales pitch from hell, where like the Karen is basically like, "Listen, if you don't do this, you some bad's gonna happen. You're gonna go to the dark side." Basically, so when when you see like Anakin, you I'll can show you the dark side. 
I'll show you the dark side. <laughs> so yeah, you can understand from this perspective. If you look at it from this perspective, like Tom from Clonecast, I could see why he hates Anakin because he's a whiny little bitch. But like, if if you look at it from this perspective, you can sympathize and you can understand with why how and how Anakin became the way he became because a religion uh, dictated the fall, of, the fall of Lucifer. Huh? The fall of Lucifer. Yeah, I mean religion um, dictated his humanity to a point that he wound up almost not having a humanity that he cared way too much about things that the jedi order was being hypocritical about that he never reached his like full potential did you know the fall of lucifer is actually a myth it has nothing to do with the bible Mm. well paradise lost is right that's where it comes from yeah yeah dante's inferno those types of things Yeah. yeah so Anyway, well, we took a deep old dive into uh, less than a page. I hope y'all enjoy the back half of this episode because it's better. I expect to be quoted on Twitter. Just kidding. I'm not. I'm not condescending or whatever. Speaking of Twitter, don't forget to go follow us on Twitter at Wayfinder Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I will engage with you. I will try. Yes. Okay, with that being said, we are all the Republic. And I'm so excited because these next coming weeks, part two, wave two of the High Republic as well is coming out. So, Woo! So again, we are all the Republic. I guess I will say ride the storm, even though I have no idea what that means. Oh, you'll find out, baby. I know I will, but not right now. <laughs>